Welcome to AHIC Talks, the podcast for the Arabian and African Hospitality Investment Conference, which is the annual gathering of the hospitality and investment community in the Middle East and African region. Every week, our team at AHIC shares a conversation that we've had with industry leaders and innovators in the hospitality and investment community. We really believe you will find this insightful. So let's dive into this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another AHIC Talks podcast. I'm Matthew Weiss. I'm here with Amos Wakessa, the founder and chief executive of Great Lakes Safari. Welcome, Amos. Thank you so much, uh, Matt. It's a pleasure to have you with us today. Just give us a quick overview of Great Lakes, uh, the portfolio that you hold and, and the locations and such like. Uh, well, yes. Uh, my first business uh, was Great Lakes Safaris, which made 23 years, uh, I mean, which made 20 years on the 23rd of uh, April. So we're excited about making 20 years in business uh, as a business. It's uh, it's from Great Lakes Safaris that Uganda Lodges was born. And Uganda Lodges, we're talking about four national parks, four accommodations in four national parks. So we're talking about the main lodge in Chibali National Park, which is called Primate Lodge. It's, it's a fantastic four-star type of accommodation. Then we got... Uh, elephant Plains in Queen Elizabeth National Park, maybe four star, four and a half star. And then I've got, Queen, I've got Simba Safari Camp. And then you also run MV Kazinga. We're just joining the, um, the marine space because there's a lot of opportunities in marine tourism here because there's no country on the African continent with as many rivers and lakes unutilized like Uganda has. So we are going into the marine space. We bought Uganda's best leisure boat right now that works on a Kazinga channel. It's connecting, Kazinga channel is a natural water body that connects two major lakes, like Edward and Lake George in Queen Elizabeth National Park. And even with COVID, we're seeing a lot of Ugandans coming and enjoying the boat. Then I run the whole of Budongo. Budongo is probably the second best place in the world to see chimpanzees in the wild and nine other different species of primates, so many different species of butterflies. Uh, East Africa's largest mahogany trees will be found in Budongo. So we run the chimpanzee role activities. We have accommodation in that place. And has started had started doing extremely very well until COVID came into play. But might because of COVID, we have been forced to diversify because it's been a tough time, but uh, for us with a bit of resources. That's what I was going to ask, actually, Amos, with the marine proposition there. Was that already in the pipeline before COVID or was this something that was prompted because of it? No, we saw the gap. There was a lot of opportunities. And I can say, like I said, there's so much opportunity in Uganda in terms of water marine tourism and that has not been exploited. So that first boat was bought in July. It was in Uganda in July 2019. So Uganda needed a better equipment on the water bodies in order for it to, you know, as an inspiration. I I do business as, um, as, a, as a transformational way to, to get people into uh, this business. Being a local, of course, a lot of the top businesses for a long time were uh, for non-Ugandans, but as a Ugandan and doing fairly very well in many ways inspires other many Ugandans to actually come into the game, which is, which is clear right now, uh, I can see. So over the past 12 months, obviously, with uh, the pandemic in mind, it's, it's obviously been a tough market for you and, and lodges, safaris and such like. How, how did you react to the whole situation and, and what's the actual current situation that you're working towards now with your properties? In 2019, Matt, we had quite massive booking, I can say, for, 
for yeah. 2020 by agents from across, especially the US, German, and the UK. Our facilities were in advance, really booked. It was shocking. I don't think we were going to have uh, a year in the last 20 as good as 2020 just before, you know. And so when we started hearing about COVID, uh, the first week of January, February, we, we thought it was something that would come and pass. And so when they started locking up, for example, flights, Uganda was one of the first countries to stop flights coming into uh, the country. That is was about that was about March. I started thinking, okay, maybe by July we'll be able to have business. So I made sure that we are able to pay our staff for seven months without any income because we had savings. We've I've been running a, a type of business where at any one point we're able to look after our staff for uh, a year or, or thereabouts. So. I was not very, yeah, very, very concerned about whether we would pay them until at least seven months. But when seven months elapsed, I started realizing we are actually having a very long way to go. And then we also had the bit where we had to do refunds for clients that wanted their money refunded. We have had lots of reschedules. And, and as I speak, we had quite a bit of bookings that were to begin in June, but mainly because we work with the UK, for example, uh, many of them were supposed to make decisions that on the 17th of May, which is today. And that means that June trips were already being transferred to June 2022, which is a bit tricky. In terms of future, of course, we are expecting to probably break even uh, towards the last in the last quarter of this year. Uh, so we're seeing a bit of bookings coming in, especially from September, October, November, and December. But this is going to depend on a number of factors. But as more people get COVID jobs, COVID vaccines, we're seeing more inquiries coming in. But as far as we're concerned now, there is very little. We have a bit of domestic tools that can probably give us about 10 to 15% of our total costs, but that's not, that's not substantive enough for us to depend on, on that. But I think in terms of investment, in terms of preparation, we are very happy because as, we, as I speak right now, we're redoing Primate Lodge. We are putting in resources for it to look extremely brilliant. And it's coming out really good. We finished elephant planes during COVID. It's easier for us to invest now because of little business, uh, Matt. Have you been able to appeal to the local markets at all? Or are you actually having to just rely on time uh, to see this through? Yeah, the domestic tourists are picking a lot, a lot the big interest. A lot of the Ugandan tourists, we, we, we are majorly preferring foreign destinations, especially Kenya, Dubai, South Africa. These are the destinations that many of them were going to. But because they are tied down to Uganda right now, it has made it easier for them to travel across the country. The challenge for us as a business is that, especially for the two accommodations that are in primate national parks, especially primate lodge and and Budonga College that are in chimpanzee uh, accommodations have not had business because not many locals want to go and see our primates because they feel that the forests that they have close to their homes that have baboons are probably the same as the chimpanzees. But where we have the mammals, Ugandans have picked a lot of interest. And that's what I was saying. Uh, places like Elephant Plains and Simba, MV Kazinga have been able to uh, raise money, especially during the weekends. And I hope that continues because it will then help and support us during our low months, which is good. Uh, so, so we're hoping that that continues and we're excited about it, though. 
bookings picking up obviously towards the back end of next year how are things looking for you into 2022 i think what is looking good towards 2022 i think 2022 is got, might look might be a very good year from the bookings we're seeing right now we might be able to make some money towards the end of the year but that's going to depend on a number of factors if for example you know that uganda airlines which is a new a new airline will start direct flights into London five times a week uh, from July. That is going to play a very key role because we've seen that many of our agents, for example, in the UK, we work with big companies like Audley Travel Group. They are preferring to have their clients use go to destinations where there are direct flights uh, to avoid challenges that are associated with COVID, especially um, in transit. So we are hoping that when Uganda Airlines starts to fly direct to the UK, a lot more business is going to come to our to our country through through from London uh, and that's from the UK. And, and so we're excited about that. And that will continue. I mean, of course, 2022 will also still see that maybe they will have. Seven flights into the UK by mid next year. So we're excited about that. I suppose in some respects, the safari, the idea of isolation is a, is a good one for, for picking up demand for the future. How else, other than the marine investment you speak of, are you looking to capitalise on the current trends going forward? Well, uh, Matt, just before COVID entered the tourism space and affected us, I had just invested in a lodge in Tanzania, uh, near Tarangiri. Our aim was to try and diversify within the region because there's a lot of opportunities across the region. But for Uganda in itself, there is a lot of opportunities in terms of investment. Our rooms are very few. So we were going, you know, we were targeting to build a lodge in Bwindi to, to a level of elephant plains. We had interest in building another four to five star lodge in in Budongo. I had also acquired land in Entebbe near the airport to be able to have a safari-like accommodation that would be able to cater for a certain group of clientele. But that has gone uh, to sleep for a while, but I think we'll still pursue it, God willing, maybe next year as, as, as we progress. But like I said, of course, as an individual or someone in tourism, I've decided to put some money outside tourism. We've gone into a growth process so I'm actually teamed up with a company in the UK, uh, someone in the UK, and we're just setting up an agro-processing plant. But that is it's not going to take up as much of my time like or my interest as much as tourism has and will. Well, obviously, you're a big fan of the Africa Hotel Investment Forum over the years. What's your thoughts on, firstly, hosting the event in Dubai for the first time uh, in our history, alongside the Arabian, Saudi and the restaurant events that we host? And, and what do you hope to gain from it this year? I think what I see is that, first, connectivity into Dubai is very good from across Africa. But at the same time, having uh, Africa Hotel Investment Forum hosted in Dubai will give us an opportunity to be able to see the different chains that are playing ball in, in Dubai, uh, because Dubai, I think every third or fourth building or fifth building is a hotel. And mm-hmm. that is, we're able to see how Dubai has been able to make it and also uh, look at the opportunities across the continent, because the continent still has lots of opportunities. And especially a country like Uganda, you can tell from the number of rooms. I think we have about uh, 120,000 sensible rooms, good rooms across East Africa. And 80% of those rooms are in Kenya. The, the second highest is Tanzania. And, and Uganda doesn't have as many. So if we 
for those that are looking into investing in uh, in Africa, uh, there is a lot of opportunities uh, going forward because statistics also show that with aviation, for example, by 2032, Africa will be having about 300 million people in the, using the aviation space, which means 300 million Africans will be moving within Africa. And that provides a very good investment opportunity for uh, international chains of hotels investing across Africa. And of course, the countries across Africa are fighting to improve the connectivity. Of course, you've seen the growth of Rwanda Air, growth of you know the starting up of Uganda Airlines. I was just agreeing in the sense that... Um... Uganda airline has also started up. I think it's um, a good sign. Yeah, it's a very good sign. But I'm saying, I'm saying that, I mean, there's a lot of uh, interest, you know, like as usual, you know, expansion of routes by Ethiopian Airlines, expansion expansion of routes by Uganda Airlines, expansion of routes by Rwanda Air, lots of interest in Africans traveling across Africa. In fact, there'll be a lot more intra-Africa business probably than has been in the last many decades uh, in the coming few years. It all sounds as if you're positively moving towards a good couple of years and well done Amos for obviously all your um, your efforts there and um, thank you again for being part of our advisory group for the event in September and uh, thank you for your time today. Well thank you so much for the confidence that you guys have put in me to be part of this great team. I, I know that you've always done a good job. I have my 100% sure that you'll do a good job in September and I'm happy to be behind or supporting you whenever you need. Thank you so Thank you for listening to AHIC Talks, the podcast for the Arabian and African Hospitality Investment Conference. You can find a full transcript of this podcast on the content library on ahic.com, along with other reports and insights. We can't wait to welcome you and your colleagues live and in person at AHIC in Dubai from the 20th to the 22nd of September 2021. If you haven't registered yet, go to ahic.com to purchase your pass today and save on the early bird rate. Feel free to email us with any questions at hello at ahic.com. Until next week, stay safe and keep well. Bye.